0: The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production.
1: I would rather try everything right now, fail at some things, exceed at some things, whatever, than be like later in life and be like, oh shoot, like when I, I should have tried this when I like wanted to when I was younger. Like I would rather just know that like I gave it my all. It might not have worked out, but like at least I tried it.
0: Hey Trailblazers, welcome back to the Business Casual. If you're new here, thank you so much for pressing play on this episode. And if you're coming back for another week, thanks so much for coming back. I'm so excited to have you here today. And as always, I'm joined by a very special guest. Today, I'm joined by Brianne Helfridge, who is a 24-year-old originally from Edmonton, Alberta. She's currently in school in Pittsburgh, getting her master's of healthcare ethics before planning to go to med school. During the pandemic, she started a clothing brand called Helfrich Collective and is currently the host of the podcast, Welcome to the Collective. As a fellow Canadian, I'm so excited to welcome Brienne to the show. Hey, Brienne, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thank
1: you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to have you back. I know we were just chatting. You just flew back from school, home for the holidays. You must Mm -hmm. be excited to be back, surrounded by family.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. Although right now in Edmonton, it's like snowy and rainy and like people are like skating on the roads right now because it's so icy. So I don't love that. But other than that, like it's really nice.
0: Yeah, no, that's never fun. We haven't had that much snow here in Toronto. I was actually just in New York and the weather was beautiful. It was literally like 12, 13 degrees, no snow. We were in like light jackets. It was beautiful. Oh my God. I I love that. Yeah, no, it was so nice. Uh, Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Before we get into anything, I wanted to ask you if you love or hate Valentine's Day, because although we're filming this before Valentine's Day, when Mm -hmm. you are listening to it, it's close to Valentine's Day, February 14th. So what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day stresses
1: me out. I feel like there's a lot of pressure with it and I like get anxiety with it. And then I'm also the type of person that if someone like does something super extravagant for me, I feel like uncomfortable. So I like will tell my boyfriend, I'm like, let's just have like a dinner at home, something so chill. But other than that, like I don't, I don't really like go full on for Valentine's Day. Um, I more so do that like for people's birthdays and
0: stuff, like whoever I'm dating. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I feel like I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about how just as the years go on it was what was the podcast she was talking about her bridesmaids because she's getting married the host mm-hmm. and she was saying how every year things just get more and more extra and I feel like that's so true around any type of holiday like every oh, right. year everything's just like the bar just gets raised higher and higher until you feel like you just can't compete anymore and that's how I feel it Day. it's just you can't compete. I know. I'm like, I don't I don't even
1: know like where to start for Valentine's Day. But then I'm like, my boyfriend should do something for me. You know, right? You should still do something.
0: (laughs) You like we want it, but we're just not gonna tell you what we want. That's your you gotta figure it out. You have to
1: figure it out. That's part of being the boy. You have to
0: figure it out. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I know I gave a bit of an intro to you at the beginning of the episode, but I'd love to hear in your own words how you would describe your career, your personality, and your passions.
1: Yeah. So um, like you said, my name is Brianne Helfrich. I am 24 years old. I grew up and like was born in Edmonton. I did two years of undergrad at U of Alberta here in Edmonton. And then I picked up and I moved and I went to University of Arizona for the rest of my undergrad. I came home for COVID and then I went to Pittsburgh to do my master's. Um, and then during the pandemic, I started my clothing brand, Helfrich Collective. Um, Just kind of because I was going through my own mental health struggles and I just needed kind of like an outlet. I needed something to kind of like look forward to and something to do. So I started HC and we donate and we raise awareness for different organizations through that. And then I also started a podcast, Welcome to the Collective. And that's kind of it.
0: That's kind of all I do. (laughs) I love it. No, it's such a good intro and it's so interesting because you really, at the age of 24, have won accomplished so much and then two jumped around a lot I mean it's not easy to pick up and move and transfer I know even still there's such a like taboo around changing schools or like not finishing what you started and obviously there's so much beyond that so maybe let's start there and mm-hmm. you know what you were originally studying at U Alberta and when you kind of decided that this is just not for me and I need I need a change yeah so um I went into university
1: and I so at U Alberta I was studying like basic biology. I'm pre-med. I want to be a doctor. um, And that was kind of like the only realm that I could kind of do. I was like majoring in cell bio, but it wasn't necessarily like medicine, if that makes sense. And so I did two years here. And then I was having like in high school, I kind of like didn't really have very good friendships. I went into university. Everyone from high school goes to the same university. Like typically in Canada, you typically go to school in your hometown. So I never really like was able to kind of like move away from those people in high school. And it kind of got to a point where like even my family was like, we need to like get you out. Like I was like not mentally doing okay. Okay um I didn't really have friends I like wasn't happy I would go to school every day I would be so miserable so we just decided to like apply me to school in Arizona and I just like picked up and I moved there and when I was there I studied physiology and so I was like taught by the med school teachers and I took like cardiology and digestive and respiratory and everything that like is what I love so much So it was like a hard transition to kind of pick up and move because I didn't know anyone. I was just like on a whim. Um, But it was like the
0: best decision I could have ever made. I'm so happy to hear that. And I'd love to hear more. So you get to Arizona. Mm -hmm. You're... Did you have to start over in first year? Because, like, were you a bit younger than the other kids in your year? Did you know anyone that was going there? Or was it just whole – like, did you stay in res? Like, what was that whole process like just moving there?
1: Yeah, I know. It's, like, wild. Especially because, like, American schools are very, very different than Canadian schools. Yeah, so Um, different. Yeah, like, it's such a different atmosphere and such a different, like – the whole thing is just completely different. So I moved there and when I went there, I was technically a sophomore. So like a second year again, just because like classes, like my statistics and calculus and like basic classes, like didn't transfer for whatever reason. Um, so I had to like retake those, but I lived in an apartment on campus, like, Like I said, campuses there are very different. So we had like high rise apartments with like pools and gyms and all this stuff. And it was meant for students. Um, So I lived in an apartment, which is so nice because I didn't have to live in like dorms and in res, which is amazing. And I knew one girl who I like danced with back home here. Um, She went to school in Arizona and that like we were best friends at the time, and I was like, I want to go. Like, that's something I want to do. And then, as soon as I got there, she actually got like a dance contract in New York. So she left. So I literally went oh there, gosh. knew absolutely no one. And I was like, we're just going to have to
0: like Roll figure it. it out. If you have any tips for someone who's maybe moving to a new city or going somewhere where they don't have any friends is there anything that you did that you think really helped you make friends I think also it's different when you're in school because Mm -hmm. it kind of fosters an environment where people like are trying to meet new people and everyone wants to make new friends but maybe for someone who's kind of out of school now like as a new grad moving to a new city starting a new job do you have any tips uh to make new friends in new cities
1: yeah, it's definitely hard. Like I literally say all the time I'm like how do people make friends as adults? Like I don't <laughs> understand it. Like I don't get it. Yeah, it's a weird concept. It's so it's so freaking hard. And so like like you said when I went to school in Arizona, like I joined a sorority and so that was kind of how I like met people because Greek life is so big there. And then when I went to school in Pittsburgh right now, same thing like I'm still in school, so I like made friends in my program. But I've made a lot of friends outside of my program in Pittsburgh. And I think it's because like, honestly, like HC has kind of helped me make friends. Like I will like reach out to people to like model for HC or whatever. And then we just end up like really liking each other, like becoming really good friends. But I think um, a big thing is just like put yourself out there as scary as it is. Like there's been so many times already, like me in Pittsburgh that I'll like put myself out there with someone and be like, Oh, we should go get coffee. And then they like, won't say anything. And I'm like, okay, or like, or we don't have to be friends. Like, that's okay. But at least like, I'm trying to like, do it. And then again, like, you meet one person, they might introduce you to someone else. And it can just like snowball from there. But it's a very scary thing to, like, put yourself out there because you're, like, scared of rejection, but you just kind of have to do it.
0: And I think also sometimes there's a lot of pressure that we're like, okay, if we go with someone once, they're, like, going to be our best friends and, like, we're going to be friends forever and they're going to, like, be at my wedding in 10 years or whatever it might be. Yeah, but also, I wish. You just, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's nice to just like have people that you know, and like you said, they can introduce you to other people, or maybe they like know a cool bar that you could go to. Like, it's just nice to get to know people, they don't always have to be like your best friends. And if you do go out once and it doesn't work out, there's no pressure, like, you can just cut ties, and you did it once, and there's no nothing like holding you guys together, which is also. Really nice. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask you was more about kind of why you decided to go into STEM and maybe what drew you towards a career as possibly a doctor. I'd love to hear more of your thought process. We've actually never had anyone in STEM on the podcast. We've all oh been business and tech. So I'd yeah. love to hear, you know, your perspective. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um,
1: so... I grew up, like, in the medical field, basically. Like, my grandpa um, was a chemist, and so he actually, like, made the antibiotic for pneumonia. And so oh I, like, gosh, grew up. Oh, gosh. That's crazy. I know. It's, like, crazy. So I kind of grew up, like, in this field. And then my uncle's a doctor and all this stuff. And growing up, I've been in and out of the hospital my entire life. So it was something that I kind of, like, have always had a passion for. And it was something that I was, like, I always – like, I – can I I've seen the influence that like people in medicine can make and I'm like that's something like I want to emulate that like that's something that I want for myself and then also just like the material like I just love learning about it like I try to take business classes I can't like it's just not something that I like love to learn about but I love to learn about the heart or like I love to learn about like our respiratory system like that kind of stuff and it's so crazy because now like in my program that I'm in right now, I do a lot of my work like in the hospital. So I'm in the ICUs every day. And because of COVID, a lot of patients have like COVID pneumonia. And so I get to see like my grandpa's antibiotic be used every single day. And it kind of like reinforces to me like you can make such a big impact if you're in this field. And so that's like so crazy
0: to me. But yeah. Yeah. No, that's so interesting. And I think it mm-hmm. what you said at the beginning is that you saw the passion from him and that really you kind of want to embody that. And I think that's so important mm-hmm. when trying to find a career that you love because obviously when you're in school, you're not in that profession yet. You're not working in the field, you're just learning from a textbook. So I sometimes feel really disconnected from kind of, you know, what's the bigger picture in all of this? Like why? Totally. And I think understanding your why, especially from a career perspective is really important. and Always questioning like, okay, why am I doing this? Because I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we can get kind of caught up in everything else that's going on. When we kind of go back to the why, and obviously for you, the why is very big and very predominant, something that's made a big impact on other people's lives. I I think it just really recenters your focus because obviously university right now, college, like none of it is easy. Getting higher education is not easy, but it's obviously worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I just wanted to kind of like reinforce that idea because I think it's so important for young professionals anyone who's kind of at a point in their life where they're not really sure where they're headed going back to why I think it kind of helps center you in what you're doing
1: I totally agree like especially I mean like medicine it's not easy like like you said going to university is not easy and I always tell my parents like I must really like this field like I must really like it because the amount of like mental agony i put myself in every single day to try and still like be a doctor is actually insane when i could make more money doing something else so easily like People make money in the weirdest ways now. Like I could, it's not like because I'm trying to make money. And so I'm like, I must actually really love this profession if I'm like gonna go through this every day and like put myself in this. So like you said, like knowing your why is so important.
0: And I think, you know, the next thing to kind of talk about is you just mentioned it, like the academic agony and the stress that you go through, anxiety, is something that I think, especially now as we've kind of transitioned from fully in person to fully online, to fully hybrid, fully in person, fully not. There's been a lot of change in the academic pressure that students have been facing. So, you know, from your point of view, I think also transitioning from, you know, undergrad to master's, what has that been like and how do you kind of deal with that stress and anxiety that comes with being a student? I mean,
1: it's a hard thing to be a student. I mean, even like in the medical field, like they place so much emphasis on your grades and your academics and it – I kind of, like, the way that I try and, like, calm myself down with that, because a lot of a lot of my pressure, I feel like, is from outside influences a little bit. Like, I'm really hard on myself, but, like, you talk to someone and they're like, oh, to get into med school, you need X, Y, Z. How many hours of research do you have? How many of this? And you're like, oh, shit. Like, oh, my God. Maybe I don't have enough. When I'm, like yeah. – normally going but through life and I'm like no no they should want me because I'm a good person I'm gonna work hard like whatever and so I think a big thing is I have to like remind myself like one my grades don't define me that's like just because you get high grades does not mean one you're a good person necessarily or you're smarter than anyone else in the room like there's so many different ways to be intelligent and so I have to just like remind myself like you don't need to put all this pressure on yourself all the time like you're able to like you can like you can basically like you can do it kind of idea and I know that that like is kind of a hard thing to like it's easier for me to preach it and then when you're actually like going through that like stress and anxiety than to like actually do it but it's definitely a tough thing and especially like you said going from online to like in person to online again and like so much, like, like, it's so unstable. You basically just have to, like, like you said, like, understand your why and, like, be able to, like, be self-disciplined and be like, okay, I need to get this done. It's for my future. I'm doing this for my future. And that's something, like, I constantly have to remember because stuff I learn, like, through undergrad I didn't like it. Like certain things, like I didn't love chemistry. I didn't love physics, but I had to tell myself, like, I need to get through this to have my end goal at the end. And so
0: that was kind of something that I just had to constantly like remind myself. And I think just like you just said, just because you are the smartest person in your class or you get the highest grades doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a CEO one day or you're going to be, you know, the best doctor ever. I think I'm sure every single person can think of a time where they went to a doctor or they were at a hospital and they like, didn't have a great experience with their totally. healthcare provider, mm-hmm. and you know that probably has nothing to do with what that person scored on one of their exams in mm-hmm. like their med school or in their undergrad. I mean, there's so yeah. many other things that come together to really help shape your career, and obviously education is really important. It's something that you need to get your foot in the door, and that's something that um, you know shouldn't be discounted or, or shouldn't be you know underplayed or downplayed sorry but I still think it's something that again it's it's a piece in a bigger picture mm-hmm. and that's something that again it's it's really hard when you're in school to kind of zoom out and see I think I'm seeing that with my sister a lot right now like applying to universities it's like oh my gosh every single application is like do or die and mm-hmm. there's so much pressure and I understand because obviously getting into university is you know that first step into getting that post-secondary education to getting that career that you love but it's just, again, it's one piece in a bigger picture.
1: Totally. And like, so for me, same thing, like when I was in it, you're like very in it. And I was like feeling so shitty about myself all the time because I was like, this person in my class got a higher grade. They're going to get into med school. I'm not. And then when I actually went to apply to med school, I only got into one med school, but it was in Australia. I couldn't even go. So, I got rejected from every med school like in Canada and America that I applied to. And I was like, this is the end of the world. I'm going to die. There's nothing like I can do. I'm never going to be a doctor. I suck, whatever. And now looking back, I'm like, that was probably the best thing for me because I don't think I would have been ready to go into med school. I was not mentally in a place where like this is what I should have been doing. And now I'm in school for something that is related to healthcare. It's going to make me a better doctor. And it's probably – like, everything works out the way that it's supposed to. But, yeah, like you said, like, it's – it's you have this so much pressure. Like, I have to get in. I have to do all this stuff. But, like, if you don't, like, there's another plan that's supposed to happen. And everything does really happen for a reason. Like, in the moment, I thought I was going to die. And I was like, I have no future. I might as well just, like, find something random to do with my life. And now looking back, I'm like, no, that was probably the best thing for me. Cause I think I probably would have dropped out of med school if I went into it right away, to be honest. Like it probably would have been too much for me to handle. So at least now I like am better equipped and I'm like actually ready to like go and start that.
0: And I'm so glad you brought that up because I think failure and rejection is something that as students you either face a lot of or you don't face it a lot in school mm-hmm. because Oh yeah, you know, I face a, a lot, lot of, of it. times. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times you're either like, you know, you're doing really well. You got accepted to university. You're in your university. You have a great experience. You know, you do well in your classes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you find an internship or you find a separate job. And it kind of like things are – I feel like the way I should have worded it is that things are laid out for you. And yeah. then when it comes time to kind of finishing your undergrad and you move on to the next thing, it's all of a sudden, you know, the job says no. You don't make it to the final round of the interview. You don't get into your master's program. You don't get into your med school or – law school or whatever it might be. And then as students, we haven't really been equipped to deal with that. And I think that's where a lot of the struggles of being in your 20s come -hmm. from. And I think one thing you have to learn, obviously, I just turned 20. So I really should (laughs) act like I know. But I think what I've understood and from kind of like what I've seen like family, friends and mentors go through is that it's kind of a time where you trial and error and you rebuild yourself. And that's the beauty of being young. And I'm sure you can agree with that. Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, you like in
1: the gap year that I took um between my undergrad and like getting into this masters when I was applying to schools and all this stuff and didn't get in, like that's what started HC. So like I never thought that I would be doing what I am now, like ever. Like I I literally just told you earlier, like I do not like business stuff. Like I can't sit in a business class. So who would have thought that I would be doing this? But same thing, like You just try new things and some stuff sticks and some stuff doesn't. And like, that's just part of being young. And like, I would rather, I tell my parents all the time, like, I would rather try everything right now, fail at some things, exceed at some things, whatever, than be like later in life and be like, oh shoot, like when I, I should have tried this when I like wanted to, when I was younger. Like, I would rather just know that like, I
0: gave it my all. It might not have worked out, but like, at least I tried it. I totally agree. One of my favorite lines, I say this in probably every single podcast episode I film is do it now, adjust it later. And I say that because I think that we overthink things. And one thing that I think holds so many people back, and I know you've talked about it on other podcasts and your own podcasts is the idea of judgment from others. And it's something that we just can't avoid. It's something that's inevitable. It's something that everyone goes through, but it really does hold us back. Um, this is like such a bad example, but literally last night I don't post on tick. Well, I've tried posting on TikTok. Like for the last few months I've been like kind of posting here and there, mm-hmm. whatever I like. And I posted this video and I did a voiceover, and I hate how I sound in voiceovers, which is ironic because I have a podcast and people <laughs> listen to my voice all the time. But I posted it and I like left it up for an hour. And then I went to go back and I was like, okay, it's time to delete it. It's been an hour, no one's watched it properly. Yeah. And It didn't blow up, but like it got so many views and so many likes and it got like 15 followers from it. And I was like, okay, wait, like maybe I shouldn't delete it. But in the back of my mind, I was still like, oh, maybe people are just watching it because they're like making fun of me or something. Like maybe I should delete it. And you're just constantly questioning yourself, but you never know like what is gonna come of something you start. And I think, you know, for you with HC, you never would have thought, you know, three years ago, this is what you'd be doing. And then I'm sure even when you started it, you now have goals that you wouldn't even think were possible when you first started.
1: Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, my whole thing is like growing up, people would always – comment on stuff like when I was younger I modeled in New York or I like competed in Miss Teen Canada or whatever like I just did stuff like outside the norm and like nowadays like influencers and stuff are kind of outside the norm but when I was like 16 like eight years ago like that was not a thing like people were so judgy and mean about it and you kind of just get to a point where you're like who cares I'm like I like I'm so tired of like thinking like, what is this person saying? I mean, granted, like I still do do that sometimes. Like I'm not like, I'm just going to post whatever and not care about anything. Like I still have a lot of anxiety about stuff, but you kind of just get to a point where you're like, if they're talking about me, like, okay, go ahead. Like, obviously you have your own like deep rooted trauma or like whatever it is that you have to project onto other people. But like, you just have to do what makes you happy. Like I can't live for other people, you know?
0: I think I saw a really good quote the other day and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's something along the lines of just because someone doesn't like you or doesn't support you doesn't mean you won't be successful. And I think it's so true because so many people think that if they don't support you, I mean, we've had such good support and we're so grateful to have like a really strong support system with the podcast. But even still, like I'm sure there's people out there who like judge it or, you know, hate it or make fun of my voice, whatever it might be. But just because those people do that It doesn't mean that other people don't like it and don't want to support and don't want to listen every single week. I mean, it's just one of those things in your mind. You think that one person makes up the whole entire world, but really Mm -hmm. that one person is probably one, not even 1% of everyone that's enjoying your content or whatever you're doing. It doesn't even have to be something that, you know, is a business or a podcast. It might just be that maybe you have an art account and you post the drawings that you like, that that's for you and that people are going to enjoy that. Or if you like to write and you like submit your poems into poem contests, like whatever it might be, it doesn't even have to be something that's always related to like a business or like making money. It could just be what you would truly enjoy. Yeah, totally. I think now that we've talked a lot about kind of without talking about it, HC, I'd love to hear more, you know, from your point of view, you know, what your favorite part about the brand is, what really was the inspiration behind it. I know you have five or six different collections that have different Mm -hmm. meanings. So maybe I'd love to hear about like what the first one was about and kind of how it's grown since you started.
1: Yeah. So um, I started Helfrich Collective like almost a year ago. It's almost been like a whole year, um, which is wild. But basically it started because I was – so during the pandemic, I got sent home from school. Um, I was in my senior year. I got sent home and the whole reason I went to Arizona was because I didn't like being in my hometown and because people were mean and I just, I couldn't be around it. So instead of like actually dealing with that trauma, I just like packed up and moved. And so coming back, I was like stuck in my hometown and I was like scared to like go to the grocery store or like whatever because I was scared to see people. And so that caused a lot of like mental health issues for me. And then... I was applying to medical schools and I had to take the MCAT and all this stuff and like I got rejected and that was a huge thing because I was like, this is something I've worked my entire life to get into the into these schools and they're telling me like, you suck, we don't want you. So that was like a really hard like pill to swallow and then also like also the MCAT just like in a- and of itself is like a bitch like studying for that and like yeah. taking that is like the worst thing I've ever done in my entire life. I never want to do it again. But I was also like dating a boy, like dating in quotation, I don't really know. And he like broke up with me and that was like heartbreaking to me. And I don't really know why it was so heartbreaking. It was like very toxic, but it like broke me. And so I literally like one day was like, you know what? Like I need to like pull myself out of this. Like I'm not getting out of bed. I'm not working out. I'm not doing anything. And normal people would be like, okay, so let's like join a workout class or like, let's like have a green smoothie or like something. And I was like, let's start a whole ass business that I know (laughs) actually nothing about. I don't know how to do business. I'm not a business major. I don't even know how to like make a hoodie. I don't know any of it. So that's kind of like just how it started. I literally one day was like, mom, this is what I'm going to do. And she was like, okay, like, okay, have fun. And so the whole reasoning behind the first collection, it's called trust in it collection. And basically just because like I had to tell myself like every day, like trust in the fact that life is working for me and not against me. Like all these things are happening to me, but like it's in my favor. And looking back on it now, like it is in my favor. But in the moment, you're like, what is happening? My whole world is like crumbling around me and I don't know how to pull myself out of it. So that's kind of, like, what the first collection was about, and then we donated to mental health and also, like, a women's shelter in my hometown, and, yeah, that's kind of, like, how it started. It was the most random thing ever. Um, We're, like, almost at a full year, and, like, so much has happened with it in the year, and I honestly thought, like, I was going to do the first collection. My friends and family were going to buy it, and, like, that was it. And then I would be done, all this stuff. And then something in me was like, no, like, keep going. Like, keep doing it. Keep, like, trying to do all this stuff with it. And now, like, we're in such a different place, like, a year later. But,
0: yeah. No, that's so exciting. And I I relate to it so much because for, even for Business Casual, when we started it, we were, like, my sister and I were like, okay, 10 episodes. If we can get 10 episodes, that'll be amazing. Then, you know, whatever. It'll be, like, a little side project. And, like, now – were a little – we're more than a year, like a year and a half, I think. Yeah, year and a half. And I would have, like, never in my wildest dreams imagined what, like, the guests we've had, on the conversations yeah. we've had all of this time later because it just wasn't really what I was envisioning when we started it because I was like, it's just going to be something small. I was like, my friends are going to listen to it, and, like, that's literally it. So I think just that I, like, related to so hard. Uh, I think the other thing that's so interesting is that you have been doing this while you're still – you know, in full-time school and it's something that it they're both full time jobs. I mean, being a student is a full-time job. Running mm-hmm. HC is a full-time job in terms of where you see the brand going. I know you obviously still want to go to med school. So how do you see it kind of growing from here? Would you eventually like to hire a whole team? Or is it something that, you know, you think that like what are your thoughts? I'd just love to hear. I mean, a lot of people always ask me, they're like, So when you go to med
1: school, like is HC gonna die out? And I'm like, not a chance like now I'm like so invested in this and like it's work and it's a lot of work but like it still is my passion project like it's like becoming a full brand we're getting like recognized in articles and all this stuff but like it still is exactly like know your why like it's still that little idea that I came up with in my bedroom that like I'm still gonna love doing every day so I want to, like, I want to build a whole team kind of behind me so that I can still go to med school, but still, like, oversee HC. Right now, um, it's, like, only a few of us. It's, like, so small. So hopefully, like, in the future, um, I can make it a bigger thing. But I have so many, like, goals and stuff for HC and, like, so much. Like, I'm really shooting really high in my head. And so I'm, like. As you should I- be. As you should be. You have to shoot <laughs> high. But I'm like, so hopefully like that actually does happen because I'm like, people always think that you can only do one thing in life. And so like a lot of people would think I can only go to med school. I can only be a doctor. But I'm like, why can't I do everything? Like, why can't I do everything that I want to do? Like, I can, if I can like balance it and like figure it out however I need to, like, I don't know why I can't do like 9 million things and be successful at all of them.
0: No, one hundred percent. I think it's all about mindset. Just as you said, it's up to you. And you know, again, going back to what other people think, it's 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 not their life. They're not the ones that are going to be doing it. It's up to you. So if you are able to like have the the willpower and the determination to ensure that you have time for everything, then there literally is nothing stopping you. And I want to talk a bit more about the successes you've had with HC and kind of, you know, what has been one of the highlights. Throughout the year that you've had, I'm sure there's been many, but if there's one kind of time that you can look back and say like, "That's the moment," I was kind of like, "Whoa, this is this is more than just a passion project now."
1: Yeah, um, that literally happened like last week or like two weeks ago. Um, we were in a Buzzfeed article. And I bawled Congrats. my eyes out. Thank you. I That's really bad. I nice. like scre- – it was a whole thing. Like it was a whole thing. I like screamed. I cried. I actually – it sounds like so dumb, but like I printed it off and I put it on my mirror like in my bathroom because I kind of – I'm like very hard on myself and I never think that anything I do is enough. Like when I graduated from university, I was like, uh eh, like I could have done better. Like I was like, uh eh, whatever. <laughs> like I'm just that type of person. And so – having this like I don't know what it was but I was like holy shit like we like this is big like I'm like this is a big thing everyone was messaging me they're like oh, oh my god like I did not think HC would do this I'm like I didn't either so that was kind of a point where I'm like okay like maybe now we can like actually be like something
0: you know no that's for sure and one like congratulations again I did not see oh, that on your Instagram you. so that's that's very exciting and I think also it's Like you said, you're so hard on yourself and you sometimes forget to, like, relish in your own accomplishments. But when other people that you don't even know kind of come to you and say, whoa, you're doing this. This is really cool. Like, we want to recognize you. It really hits differently. It does. It really does.
1: It Like, I mean, because – like you said like i look at everything i do and i'm like eh, like i could have done better we could have done more with this like whatever but having other people be like holy shit like this is a big deal you kind of sit back and you're like oh my god yeah no you're right like it is yeah. like oh my god yeah this is so exciting so that was yeah that was like a really that was a good day that was a really good day
0: no i'm glad to hear and you know another question i want to ask you is if you could pick one person like your dream anyone to either buy or wear hc who would it be um
1: Haley and justin bieber a thousand percent also like i love the rock so i'm like uh i would love to do the rock (laughs) in hc like that'd (laughs) be so exciting and then i like made a tiktok once where i like took like i didn't even photoshop i don't even know how to use photoshop but i like made a word doc and, like, put, like, Guy Fieri's head on, like, people's bodies, <laughs> like, for HC. Like, I put, like, HC's clothes on him, and I was like, that'd be funny. But, like, realistically, I would love Haley and Justin Bieber. Like, I would die.
0: Yeah. I think they really match your vibe as well, like, because mm-hmm. they have that whole, like, street style, like, not trying, but I always look put together, especially Justin Bieber. He always is wearing, like, yeah. matching yeah. matching sets. so. Well, yeah. now you've put it out into the world. You've manifested it. Yeah, i manifested it. If it ever happens, happens it. Business casual's going to come back and say, listen, we said this here on December 9th that this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so
1: like in like two years when it happens, like this episode, yeah. I'm going to blast everywhere and be like, just <laughs> like, look.
0: <laughs> I love it. No, that's so amazing. Well, one, we wish you all the best with HC and we can't wait to see all the amazing things you continue to do with it. And of Thank course, you. we have to finish with our last question which is what is one piece of advice that you want to leave listeners with that you wish you knew when you started your career or that you've been given that's really stuck with you?
1: Um, I think just like try everything. Like I think we're – I mean, a big thing is that we always feel like we're like getting too old to do stuff. Like I'm like, I'm 24. I should have all this stuff already like figured out. But like this is a time that you can literally try anything that you want and see what you're passionate about and what you're not. So just don't be scared to like step outside the norm or like change your track and like try something new because like
0: who knows like what could come from it. I think that's a perfect way to sum up this whole episode and everything we've talked about. I want to thank you again for sharing, you know, your journey through your education okay. and, you know, the failure and rejection that you face and how you kind of turn that into a positive. Um, it was such a pleasure having you on the show. And I want to thank all of our listeners for listening. You can definitely check out Brienne and uh, Helfrich Collective either in the show notes uh, or on our Instagram. Thanks, everyone.
1: Perfect.